Welcome to Manufacturing Matters, a podcast sponsored by Simsbury Bank. Welcome to this edition of Manufacturing Matters, sponsored by Simsbury Bank. My name is Martin Geitz, and I'm President and Chief Executive Officer. Today, we're going to be focusing on the local supply chain with Stanley Black & Decker. Stanley Black & Decker is one of Connecticut's largest manufacturers, number 228 in the Fortune 500, and the eighth largest company in Connecticut. There's a common misconception that outsourcing in the U.S. means manufacturers are moving production to overseas companies. Teresa Dickerson, Vice President of Global Supply Chain Management at Stanley Black & Decker's Center of Excellence, is here to share what Stanley is doing to keep outsourcing and their supplier relationships local. Welcome, Teresa. It's great to have you here to share Stanley Black & Decker's plan to focus on localization. Thank you. Excited to be here. Great. I'd like to open up by congratulating you and Stanley Black & Decker on your 175th anniversary this year. This is quite an accomplishment for a company with its roots in Connecticut. Please talk a little bit about the commitment to the United States and Connecticut by Stanley Black & Decker. I'd be happy to do so. It's a very exciting time to be at Stanley Black & Decker. So yes, in May of this year, we were able to celebrate our 175th year by ringing the bell at the New York Stock Exchange. I don't know if you were able to see it as it was televised, but it was really an exciting time for us. We're one of only 50 companies listed on the New York Stock Exchange that can claim that history. You can truly kind of feel the excitement amongst our 60,000 employees be so proud of this type of heritage. It's really powerful stuff. Um, Then there's the added pride that Stanley Black & Decker was born and bred here in Connecticut. Not only is our corporate headquarters right here in New Britain, but we have three manufacturing locations also in the state. All in all, we have nearly 2,000 employees um, that are right here in Connecticut. So uh, that's great that you still have three manufacturing facilities here in Connecticut. Where are they and what do you make there? Yeah, great. Be happy to share. So in addition to the corporate headquarters that we talked about uh, right here in New Britain, we also have significant office presence uh, in Southington. And then from a manufacturing perspective, we manufacture tape measures and utility blades also in New Britain. We have our um, security businesses supported where we're making automatic doors in Farmington. And then in Danbury, we're making industrial fasteners. And as we've read in the news lately, our leadership continues to make investments in the state. We just announced last year our opening of a new facility in downtown Hartford. It's focused on Industry 4.0 and will be an advanced manufacturing center of excellence for us there, right right in the middle of Hartford. This site will ultimately employ right around 50 Industry 4.0 professionals who will train and upskill our own employees to ensure that we're at the forefront of this new technology. Could you talk a little bit more about Industry 4.0? I think many of our listeners may not be familiar with that and and how that is a an initiative to bring more young people into manufacturing. Yeah, I'd be happy to. If you think about kind of the evolution of industry um, over the years, Industry 4.0 is kind of that continued point in the evolution, but to an exponential level, right? Think about being able to optimize connecting people and machines and the processes, um, but incorporating data into that, utilizing the power of real-time data to make some of those those real-time decisions. So having the machines with different sensors and automated capability, so it's able to tell you if it needs to be repaired, if there's certain run times that aren't where they're supposed to be. And you as a leader in that manufacturing environment can make real-time quick decisions to make sure we don't have downtime, make sure the customers are getting exactly what they need. 
And if I can add on maybe a little bit to to what we're doing um, in the new facility in downtown Hartford, um, we've also launched an additive manufacturing accelerator in partnership with Techstars there. They're going to be housed in the same location as we are. It's a group of high-energy, spirited entrepreneurs um, who will be co-located with us. And uh, they just joined us uh, last month, just in July. So it's an exciting time. And then maybe one more thing, just because I'm so proud of, of everything that we've um, we've been working on in the state. Um, we also introduced a really creative way to reuse some of our legacy manufacturing buildings, which have been in downtown um, New Britain and not utilized for quite some time. So we are going to become the world's largest fuel cell installation um, there, which will support thousands of technology jobs um, being utilized as a data center. So it's exciting stuff. It's cutting edge technology, and it'll be right in where everybody can see it, right in the middle of downtown New Britain. Very exciting. So really a lot going on in Connecticut, a lot going on with Stanley Black & Decker, and um, we're feeling very proud to be uh, hopefully a... a contributing member of the state's success. That is uh, remarkable how much uh, information technology and other technologies come to bear on creating advanced manufacturing for today. And it is. Clearly, it's exciting. Yeah, clearly Stanley Black & Decker is in the forefront of really pulling all of this together and creating a very competitive manufacturing process and uh, uh, that, that will uh, clearly uh, lead to great success for you all in the future. Yeah, it's a commitment to this to the state and, and to the future of um, Stanley Black and Decker. Yeah. Fantastic. So why don't we shift over a little bit and talk about the supply chain Great. and uh, and how do you keep it local uh, and also remain competitive at the same time? We're in a global economy, uh, and so uh, how how do you keep it local? Yeah, um, it's not easy, <laughs> but truly at the core of it is the fantastic workforce that we have. They understand that. Um, you know, they we all have to drive to be a, a leading innovator, right? It's not just as manufacturers, uh, but we all need to have that mindset of technologists, strategists, you know, developers, um, all thinking that we we have to continue to grow and be innovators to to kind of stay up with the times. If I focus on supply chain, which is you know more of my world uh, and the strategy that kind of permeates through Stanley Black and Decker, it's that we make where we sell and we buy where we make. So if I break that down a little bit, specifically for the United States, it means that for products that we primarily sell in the U.S., we want to make them in the U.S. And then from a supply chain perspective, when we're buying that those materials and components to make that product, we're focusing on the U.S. Um, as to where we'll buy them from. So real localization strategy um, to kind of support U.S. business. So our U.S. manufacturing footprint uh, is quite strong. Um, we have roughly 17,000 or so employees today um, in the United States in 35 different manufacturing facilities, and we span uh, 25 states. So we still have to remain competitive and make sure that we're delivering you know, on time to our customers with the best quality possible. Fantastic. As we were talking earlier and as you, you were referencing it, we are in a global economy. You are a global company. Uh, what kind of advancements are you seeing in the global supply management area? And how do you see Stanley Black & Decker uh, progressing in that area as well? So over the years, um, you know, I'm automotive is in my background and and I come from a procurement space where it was uh, traditionally very a hard 
hard-hitting, aggressive approach to procurement, right? And then we kind of evolved to this free market free market bidding where there was just a, a lot of competitive tension and, you know, the low guy, the low guy got the bid and that was about all there was to it, really evolving to this, you know, relationship building um, with the suppliers. Um, you're always going to have some of that competitive tension and it's healthy, um, but today it's becoming more and more about the data, right? Uh, you think of anything that we're doing in our world, we're all overwhelmed with so much more data than we've ever had, right? We all have cell phones attached to us, uh, which are many computers at, at any point in time and, and really overwhelmed with data. So the companies that will come out on top here are the ones that can take that data and actually make it work for them, right? Both on the both on the supplier side and also in terms of, of operational efficiency. Maybe if I just take a, a couple minutes and talk about Stanley Black & Decker's kind of overall uh, procurement space. So today we procure just over $6 billion um, in goods and services here at Stanley Black & Decker, a big number. And that requires a lot of, of data maintenance and accuracy of all that information. Um, we've been a, an acquisitive company and over the time have have bought various companies all on different, you know, ERP systems and, and only makes that data maintenance um, a bit more complex. It can be quite a daunting task, right, to try to sort through all of that data and ensure you're focusing on the right opportunities because it can be overwhelming. But you want to focus on those opportunities that are going to maximize productivity. So we're addressing that in a couple ways. What I'd say most importantly uh, is people development. And I touched on that a little bit before, but we're working to upskill upskill our current team, um, as well as bringing on different data and analytics talent into Stanley Black & Decker um, to make sure that we stay up, up to date with what's trending, especially in global supply management. There's a lot out there. Um, secondly, I'd say to stay close with those trends and what's going on um, is we stay tight with many industry leaders uh, to provide continuing education platform for us. So there's a lot of organizations out there, you know, who do webcast podcasts, who will come in and talk to our GSM team individually um, to, to give us that benchmark data and make sure we're staying at staying in the forefront. And then lastly, what I'd say um, is a change in the environment and our global supply management environment. Um, we're trying to become one of, of more of an accepting of, I'd say, um, controlled experimentation, right? We want the teams to go out there and try new things. We want them to play around with some of the automation that's out there, encourage them to try, and that it's okay to fail. Just fail fast and recover so that we can learn and kind of move on to that next opportunity. So that's a little bit of a little bit of a shift for us to, uh, to take a little bit of risk and try some of the new technologies that are out there. Well, and, and it sounds as though also your suppliers need to also be in sync with you on your needs for data and analytics. So, Absolutely. So how do you reach out to your suppliers, your local suppliers, uh, to help you fill your needs for data and, and analytics in addition to whatever the product is that they're providing to you? Yeah, I, the product is going to be what the product's going to be. Um, and I think that over the years, we've developed an extremely robust system to be able to evaluate our suppliers on a total cost of ownership basis, make sure they're they're fulfilling all their requirements from a, a quality and delivery and service perspective. What's the different shift, right, is, is where you were just going, and that is around the data and analytics and how can they help us. So, you know, if I think about what I want, what we want from the suppliers in that perspective, um, 
it's come to us with ideas and having some analytics and sorting or data sorting background um, that you can help us with the complexity. We really need folks who can come, um, not get frustrated with it, and try to help us harmonize and organize that data um, to be able to make decisions quickly and more accurately. And then we're, we've been working a lot in the um, robotic process automation space to figure out how to automate a lot of manual processes that we do. So having that skill set to allow our team to, you know, evolve and focus more in a strategic direction and prepare us for the future is extremely helpful. There's a lot of, of tools and kind of, I'd say, you know, newer technology in this space around robotic process automation or RPA. Um, and we have a couple folks on our team who are fairly well trained in it. But man, if they could reach out to some of the the local suppliers and folks out there who have been playing around in this space as well and can really focus on automating manual tasks and manual processes, that's a huge plus. Before we wrap up, uh, based on your vast experience in the global supply management space, are there any nuggets of information that can help our listeners navigate the procurement process, not only for Stanley Black & Decker, but also for other large manufacturers here in Connecticut? Yeah, I, I think there's a few things, and maybe I'll, I'll end with um, you know a handful of, uh, of words of advice. But first, let me say, you know, productivity will always be a significant factor um, to our success and for us to be able to remain uh, competitive. And it will be crucial that our suppliers are able to support us in that space. So we need them to be constantly evaluating ways to drive out costs and make sure that we can together be collective in the market. Having said that, we need partners, right? We need folks that we can rely on, that we can trust, Um you know, there's turbulent times, there's uncertain times, there's a lot going on in, in, in our macro environment right now. And there's, you know, tariffs and, and issues that are kind of constantly changing. And we need suppliers who can be partners with us in that space. If I think it may be a few nuggets, and I'll end, I'll end with a few of these. Um, number one is to be flexible. This is a like no other time I've seen rapidly changing um, um, environment that we're in. And we need partners who can flex and grow and change with us. Number two, maybe more specifically, um, is to be ready. We tend to get packages out quickly. If we need to make a decision or make a change, um, you will lose out as a supplier if you're late in responding to the RFQ. You know, ask your questions early, get what you need done up front, um, but be ready. If you, Especially if you're new and you're coming to Stanley Black & Decker new and you're not prepared, um, that's a pretty big black eye right off the bat. Third, I'd say, you know, be open to some of these automated tools and maybe systems that you're not used to using. For us at Stanley Black & Decker, we utilize um, Ariba as our um, sourcing tool and quoting tool. So you need to be familiar with the different automated sourcing tools and processes that are out there uh, and be open to it. We we can sometimes get some pushback for folks that aren't as comfortable um, and you need to be you need to be showing that you're growing um, and willing to experiment in new spaces as well. Fourth, and, and I'll say this specifically to the small and minority business organizations that are, that are out there. Make sure that you are registered and that your certification is visible to whatever social media that you use. So if you have a website that's out there and you're a small minority business and you're certified, make sure that that is 
very visible as soon as we enter your site. Um, I can't tell you how many people and businesses and things that we meet, whether it's at a conference or whatever, and they say that they're certified and then they're not. And folks let it lapse or just just don't make it a priority to keep that up to date. So I can't stress that enough that that's important to us. We do a lot of reporting and a lot of, of um, um, you know, communications that, you know, we need those those certifications to be valid and real and up to date. And then lastly, you know, think about how you can help, right? Bring options to us. Um, it's not always about, you know, just just that unit price, but you know, learn our business a little bit and see where you can help. You know, if you're if you're in Connecticut and you have a whole bunch of warehouse space and you can help us with some inventory management planning, you can make some suggestions for packaging things a little bit better to help us save space. You know, learn our business and and come to the table with something to differentiate yourself. What is it that would kind of set you apart from the pack? Great advice. This has been a wonderful conversation. I appreciate it very much. Stanley Black and Decker is clearly a, a leader in investing in Connecticut, uh, your new advanced manufacturing center of excellence in Hartford, uh, and your focus on Industry 4.0 was wonderful. Uh, it is going to create more opportunities for uh, bringing young people into manufacturing, which is fantastic, and continuing to have Stanley Black & Decker be a leader in manufacturing uh, and integrating uh, technology, information technology, as, as uh, we move forward into the whole process to find new efficiencies and new productivity, which is wonderful. Yeah. And and your door is clearly wide open to manufacturers, small privately owned companies, family owned businesses here in Connecticut. Absolutely. Who can be reliable and important suppliers to you, which is wonderful opportunity for many businesses and, and entrepreneurship here in Connecticut and open to businesses of all kinds with all kinds of uh, ownership, which is a wonderful opportunity. Stanley Black & Decker is truly an example of a leader in Connecticut and moving us into the well into the 21st century and uh, being invested here locally. So again, Absolutely. thank you so much for being here today. Oh, I appreciate it. As we uh, uh, focus on manufacturing and manufacturing matters in Connecticut. Great. Stanley Black & Decker is just so pleased to have been a part of this. So thanks for having us. 